Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Steady Focused. Tonight, we've got another good friend of mine. Uh, we're bringing in Mr. Steven Santiana. He's a leader with a servant's heart. He's a very successful entrepreneur, and he was just reelected mayor of Wichita Falls. So I'm very excited to shine a light on this man and the roads that he has paved to get to the point where he is today. So please help me give a huge, steady, focused welcome to my friend, Mr. Steven Santiana. Hey, there he is. What's going on, brother? Hey, how are you doing tonight, Steven? Man, I'm doing good. I had a huge, huge back-to-back-to-back meeting day that ends right here on this show. So I'm, going, hey. I'm glad I'm doing this. Thank you for having me. Man, of course, you are a busy man. Um, let's let's just talk about that. You know, you've got your business, you know, with Lone Star um, Highway Products, you, and you're running that full-time, paving highways all across Texas. You're running, you know, um, the leadership of Wichita Falls, being the mayor. How how do you keep your your mental health? You know, most people don't know this, but probably about uh, 16 years ago, I had a mental health breakdown. I, I felt like I was king of the world. I was basically doing everything, trying. You know, this is way before I was even on council, and just trying to do way too much. And um, I just had my first child, and I forgot that I had dropped him off with my wife at the time. And I was driving down the road and I looked in the back seat and I saw an empty uh, car seat and I snapped. And um, I was one of those guys, I was constantly going, 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 just like I am now. Yeah. And uh, you know, people talk about stress, but I didn't know how to manage stress. When I snapped, I went home, I was crying, sweating. Um, it took about 30 days, 30 days I stayed at home and I couldn't figure out why I was crying all the time. And yeah. really, I. I I tell people I heard a snap in my head and I did and kind of had a kind of had a breakdown and it was basically I think God telling me okay you, you can only do so much you're gonna have to slow down but I've learned that everybody has stress every day you have stress I have stress everybody around us has stress it's different levels of stress um, but you have to manage it um, mm -hmm. without stress management you'll snap um, a very very stressful work day I mean I have we run about two or three different companies and of course you have children so my children you know always come first and uh, you know my wife and you got your home life and then you have the city life. It's just, it's not hard to manage if you can schedule it and learn the stress management tools. And that's really how okay. you get through the day. So what's your big stress management tool that you're utilizing right now? Pull over the side of the road. If I'm driving, I, I do a lot of driving, a lot of windshield time. Pull over the side yeah. of the road. I always have a Diet Coke with me. Um, okay. It's literally uh, just take 10 minutes to, to really just breathe, drink the Diet Coke. Think about something positive. A lot of times my days, they start going negative. Today was one of these negative days. Things are going wrong, okay. wrong, wrong, wrong. Then we ended the, about four o'clock, started having meetings about COVID and COVID's really stressful moment for me in the city. Um, you know, really just had to take that time. I pulled up in my driveway today and took from about, I think it was 5.09 when I pulled up from about 5.09 to about 5.17. Uh, just stayed on Facebook, just, you know, kind of scrolled a little bit, uh, took some deep breaths, you know, then I entered my home lock. You know, you don't want to bring all that back mm. home with you. Um, you know, enter the door and then kind of start your day over again, your, your nighttime day, uh, you know, your routine, try to eat dinner, you know, hang out with the kids. Uh, but and all, yeah, the family responsibilities. Yeah. yeah, it's different things. You just you just have to really learn to manage it and and really know those triggers. I can feel myself sometimes. I always say my face goes numb when I'm really stressed out. I can feel yep. it. Going numb. Yeah. 
I have to learn to, you know, put everything back in God's hands and try not to take on too much. Uh, I always reach out to people that help me. My father's a big one. Okay. Anytime I'm about to hit a brick wall and I know uh, I'm, I'm stressed to the max, I can call my dad. My dad is, he is incredible in the sense that he could talk me off a cliff at any time. And just brings you back to reality. You know, stress and anxiety is really this false reality out there. And it okay. brings you back to reality. Because I've never been one to take pills. You know, I don't okay. dive into a bottle. Um, I'd rather, you know, a lot of people work out and exercise. You can tell I'm not a big workout exercise guy. I do like that. But uh, but for me, it's just, it's it's calling my father, calling my sister, uh, sitting down, talking to Marissa. You know, just bring you back to reality. What are all the good things in your life? You know, these there things you go. are stressful. But what can bring you back to reality in the sense that, you know, I'm surrounded by great people. I, I'm mayor of an incredible city. I got great friends like you. Yeah. Uh, those are all positive things. Once you get that positivity back in you, it kind of pushes that negativity out. Because you do carry yourself. I mean, I remember when I met you, we were working, I was working with Jackie at Hager and it was your, you were getting ready to go for your first election and you ultimately won and got your first term. And yeah, you just very, um, this energy that was awesome, you know, when you would walk in and even then I thought, and now hearing you is like, gosh, man, the pressures that must be going through and the way he can, um, compartmentalize that. I, yeah. I had a lot of respect and I do have a lot of respect. Well, about that. well thank you. Uh, and it's not, it's not always, see, people see me, they see, um, this persona, this personality, this mayor, you know, I, I, you know, before I ran for mayor, you know, not a lot of, I mean, I knew a lot of people, but you don't know the whole city. Yeah. So a lot of times when they see me, they see me strictly on, uh, air, you know, channel three, six or whatever yeah. the post, they see the smiling face, the smiling family. A lot of times, you know, even, even with you, you've gone through some struggles. A lot of people don't see the pain behind that smile. There you go. Um, and I've, I've, I've tried to open up over the course of years, you know, telling people, you know, it, it, it's a tough position. It, it really is. It, when, you, when you love something as much as I do, when I, you know, I just love Wichita Falls. I, I, you know, not that I love being mayor. I love being in a leadership position. Um, I like people wanting to follow some of the decisions that I make. You know, being mayor really doesn't mean a lot to me. Um, but being responsible for a lot of citizens, sometimes that pressure gets to you. And for me, when, when COVID hit, uh, you know, that was probably the pinnacle of all the stress, you know, when COVID mm. hit, it was tough. I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's been a lot of pressure. I mean, it's been a ton of pressure on me. Um, same thing, you know, I've got good people around me, you know, I, I don't do any of this by myself. You know, yeah. when I, I have a city staff, I have a city manager, an incredible council, you know, all these people help me make the decision, health department, or this public works. You know, there's great people behind me. You always surround. My father always said that surround yourself by people who are smarter than you. Mm. Um, you know, you'll be that much better off. And I, I really try to live by that because I can't do this by myself. It's an yeah. It's an impossible uh, task. You try to do it by yourself. But not all, only at the city, but you you must have excellent um, leadership and support and your personal business oh, as absolutely. well as at home. You know, so that seems to be like a common theme in your whole life, like surround yourself with awesome people who can That's help right. if, if running for mayor. I knew it would take some time away from work. And I, I really treat it as one big job. I was trying to separate those things, you know, trying to say, I'm gonna have so many hours for work and so many hours for the city just wasn't going to work. So I have one schedule. I have one big Google calendar and I have a couple of secretaries and they book those. But okay. for me, it's, it's people stepping up in my life. You know, a, one of my best friends, his name's Brad Mills. And I, I can't even tell you how incredible an individual this man is. Um, you know, comes to work, um, and he's, he's always done his job. He's never asked for anything. Um, he knows when I, when I fall short, you know, he steps up and 
that's one of those guys. It was being able to hire a friend. A lot of people say friends don't work out. We've had some stress in our in our relationship because of work, um, but it, it, he's just been an incredible individual for me. And and truthfully, without somebody like with without a Brad Mills in my life, um, yeah. I wouldn't be able to do things. And my father, I still work with my father every day. Really? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So he's he. I work with my father every day, and uh, having him every day there for me, you know, picking up the slack when I'm having to do things because. There are times there. There are some weeks where I I, I don't have a whole lot of mayoral duties, uh, but there are a lot of times that I do, and they they know what I'm doing, and I have secretarial staff that, that does well too. Um, they they really help pick up the slack. But you you've got to surround yourself. I mean, he's out there watching. Yeah, you've got to surround yourself with positive people because I mean, I'm the positivity breeds positivity guy, and I say it a thousand times. You really you have to have that inside your life, or the negativity it, it's so cancerous, or just it'll eat at you. Mm. So anytime I, I feel that stress, you know. Uh, you know, I, sometimes I just grab that Coke. I go sit in somebody's office and we talk about sports or whatever, anything that's not work related, anything that's not city related. Um, yeah. And being able to separate yourself from those things, it really helps. So w- how old were you? When was it in your life that you realized you loved the Dave Matthews band? <laughs> you know, truly, I, I listened to Dave growing up, but my brother-in-law, so Doby Cosop, who's assistant DA here in town, married my sister Stacy. He really got me. Dave Matthews. Um, people still make fun of me. I love Dave Matthews. I love. Heck yeah! I love a good band. You know, a good, yeah. a good musical band and people that play instruments. Uh, not saying I, I love all kinds of music, uh, but I really got into Dave Matthews from my brother-in-law. We started going to concerts, and then with the concert, I was trying to coincide that with a ballpark. Um, that was our theme there for a while. Um, so we would go to Florida, and he, we would watch him play in Florida, and then go watch a baseball game. So we were trying to find those concerts, but. Yeah, just and now they they have his channel on on Sirius XM. They have a Dave Matthews channel, and I find Uh-oh. Myself, what is it three three hundred dollars a year, and I listen to one channel. It's the Dave Matthews channel. There you go. Oh man, well you you were talking about it a little bit, but just take us there in in whatever words, whatever thoughts come to your head. So March thirteenth, Governor Abbott issues Texas state of disaster. For COVID nineteen, March nineteenth, you issue a Wichita Falls local state disaster for COVID nineteen. What was it like in those moments? You know, those were seven days a week, sixteen, eighteen hour days. It was it was the unknown. There's no playbook for COVID, so the unknown was the scary part. Um, the other scary part was trying to lead uh, your community, trying to be a leader in your community with no playbook and really listen to experts. You know, I, I'm not a healthcare official, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nurse. Um, the problem is, and they said this, when you when you first become mayor, you know, there's, you don't have a whole lot of extra powers. I, you know, I don't have extra voting powers, uh, but one of the things that happens is during times of emergency management, it all flows through you. You know, once this document's signed, it all comes through you. And mm. a lot of people are depending on you to make right decisions. Well, just like anything in my life, I wasn't gonna make these, these knee-jerk decisions. What I was trying to do, I was trying to make sure that I was listening to our staff. That's Lou Cryler and her staff and Amy Vagan out there at the health district. And then Phyllis Cowling and then Shepherd Air Force Base and all the great leaders in our community trying to give me as much information as possible so I can make a right decision. Uh, but I, the problem is, is you had to make a quick decision because you yeah. had to make decisions based upon what the CDC was saying at the national level, what our governor was saying at a state level, and then what people were saying around me. So I was having to make decisions. And the, the crazy thing about those decisions are there's the anti-maskers and then there's people who love to wear masks. There's the people that say, 
you know, you, you need to shut down these business and there are people that want to open business. For yeah. me, any decision I make, any decision I make, I need to make sure at night I can lay my head on a pillow and go to sleep knowing that I made the right decision okay. um, for me and for my community. And it's really tough because the, the community's split. I mean, the community's really split. Absolutely. Today. today I was talking to my best friend here at my house. He, was, he came over and uh, he's still... You know, uh, he doesn't think it's a hoax, but he thinks it's it's blown out of proportion. Okay. Well, you know, the, the conservative person to me wants to say, let's keep businesses open. Let's do what we're doing. But also I have a responsibility to the health of the community. And I had a good friend today. Um, a good friend of mine died yesterday uh, from COVID. Uh, and um, it, it really struck hard in the sense, in the beginning, not a lot of us knew somebody was sick. Yes. Now we all know. Matter of fact, I, I believe you. You were down. With yes. It. Yeah. I, I went through it as well, and we'll, we'll go into that. But please keep. But keep telling. But us. then, so you started knowing people that had it. And then you had family members that had it, and then now it turns out, you know, seven people died today from it. Yes. Um, so now I'm starting to know people that have passed away from it. It's mm. affecting my business. It's affecting the city. Um, it hasn't hit my family yet very hard. I think my niece has kind of gone through it, um, but it's really starting to affect every aspect of my life. So yes. it really, you know, changes your thought process too, to where, you know, where maybe I wanted to be wide open. Let's get everything wide open. Now I start thinking about that. Well, maybe that's not where we need to be. I mean, it, it uh, you, of course, um, you know, being able to experience that. And I've watched some of the videos and some of the things yeah. you're going through, um, you know, some people sure just get headaches and, a, and the sniffles, uh, yes. but also have friends that are dying. Yeah. It, and for it, me, for me tough. It, it very tough. And it was, I was kind of, even though I, you know, I work in healthcare I'm in it, you know, and we're seeing it. But kind of in the back of my mind, while I'm still doing everything possible, it was still kind of like, you know, is this should should I be concerned? You know, a, a younger man, physically, you know, fit to the most part. Um, but then, yeah, it it hit me, and it was the i after i passed and i got over it i was reading an article in some medical journal online and it was talking about the unknown they don't know why or anything but it's about brain swelling and i thought man maybe that's what it was for me because for me it was excruciating headache for several days excruciating body aches and still in the in the whole scheme of it i mean when you consider an extreme cases death even as bad as mine was it's still considered a mild case yeah. and it made me rethink this all of it because i'm like all right i i remember thinking when i was going through it i would not want my kids or my dad or my mom who are in their mid-70s to go through this so and you're right i mean it's we've never done this and so you're leading all you know the city and going through all of this and just I remember I saw you uh, in a city council, you were leading it and you were saying what you just said, that you're going to listen to the experts and gosh, it's, it's in the flow of information. You know, somebody said it the other day, it's like drinking from a fire hose. Yeah. There's just so much information every day. I open this email, you know, there's the, the things that hit me is I get emails from both sides and I, I, I used to pride myself on answering every single email, every text, every message. And even, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, all people know that he messaged me. Sometimes it takes a while for me to get back. Yeah. But the emails come through and then you sit on these phone calls. Like today we had another phone call uh, and just the, the, the information coming down from the national to the state to you. And you're, you're trying to, you know, digest all this information. Mm. And then you've got 12 hours to make a decision. Right. The, the good thing was, 
is the decisions we're making. I kept saying this over and over and over. These are going to be fluid decisions. I'm going to make something now. I'm going to get something on paper. Um, but we're going to change them because it's ever changing. I mean, the situation with the hospital, I and mean, you work at the hospital and you yeah. know the hospital's almost full. Well, we're doing okay now, but next week we might be at capacity and we're having to take trauma patients and send them somewhere else. And all this information plays in the, into the decisions that I'm making. I think citizens just want me to make a snap decision and tell everybody to live with it. Um, mm. But it's hard. It's, it's tough because I'm trying to make the right decision and it's changing constantly. So as, as, yeah. as long as it's changing, my decisions and my thoughts are going to be changing with it. We had in the comments, Ralph Taylor is talking about COVID fatigue is real. And, and that is, I, Phyllis, even in, um, in Phyllis Cowling, CEO at United Regional, she had given a press conference and that was one thing she was talking about the COVID fatigue and it, it's, oh man. Well, people so, want to get back to, to life, you know, that, that's, sure. you know, shelter yeah. in place. That was, that was strange for a lot of people. It was, it, it was. Uh, and then when people, when the governor said, all right, you know, they, they basically stripped our powers away. So you're all right, mayors and, and, and judge Gossam, you, you can no longer make decisions. I'm going to make all the decisions. And then, so when he let people released us all back to the wild, we knew what was going to happen. We knew the numbers were going to go up. We yep. wanted to manageable. And right now we're teetering on not being manageable. Yeah. Um, but people just, you know, it's our nature to want to be out and do something. Um, and we just weren't able to. It's just strange. It's just unprecedented times. And it just yep. gets stranger by the day, it seems. Every time I think there's a little daylight, it seems like strange comes right back into my life. And here I am today. We haven't had a phone call in a long time. And here we are, all the community leaders on a phone call again, trying to manage our way through COVID. So, like we were talking earlier, the election just happened. You were just reelected. Congratulations Thank on that. So was was that kind? Was this a big um, weight in your mind that you kind of wanted to to finish this, so to say, yeah. with COVID? Yeah, uh, you know, for, this election was strange. COVID made it really weird. I, I'm used to speaking to about thirty or forty different groups. Um, you, you find yourself as a politician. You know, you, you find yourself booking as many speaking opportunities as possible, um, especially in the beginning. You know, when you're running for, for an office and you, a lot of people don't know who you are, you're trying to you're just basically trying to get out there and speak to everybody. Well, during COVID, you know, I only had two public speaking engagements and then four overall and two were via Zoom. So then you start sweating it. You know, you're like, COVID has actually changed politics. We went online. Um, you know, basically, you're, you're taking everything you're going to, you're going to social media and you're you're running your campaign online, and you know all about that. You you helped yeah. me out for years, yeah. you know, with my campaigns, and that was just it was strange to me. You know, COVID really took this election in a, in a different direction, and a lot of people were like, are you, you know, you shouldn't have been worried. You're why are you worried that you're going to win or not? Uh, for me, I was like, because I, I'm not running, uh, I'm not running a campaign like I usually am. I'm running a, a different type of campaign, yeah, yeah, you know, due to COVID, and and COVID was really pulling votes one way or the other. You know, I've I've never made a decision. Uh, based upon votes, uh, you know, a lot of I had a guy ask me that the other day, you know, he hates he said he flat out said I hate politicians because you guys make promises and you also make decisions based on votes. And I said, like, well, you're talking to one guy. I refuse to make a promise to anybody because I can't keep them because uh, COVID's a good example. You know, I can yeah. say I'm a lower taxes, but then COVID hits and I can't lower them. There you go. Um, and then and then the, the other part of that is, is that you just from day to day you know, with COVID, you don't know what's going to be happening. So with the campaign, it basically just it completely changed the landscape of what we were, what we were trying to do and what we're trying to get across. So then you find yourself, you know, doing more commercials and not, not a, these days, not as many people watch television and right. you can't go to press because a lot of people aren't reading the newspaper. 
yeah. you turn directly to social media and, and filming short little, you're trying to get a message, you know, in these little short 10 second sound bites. Yeah. Kind of so where did this passion for this pressure develop in your life, you know, and, and being the leader, you know, like when did you, what's maybe one of your earliest memories of, of wanting the weight of, of, of it all on your shoulders and say, come on guys, I'll get us there. You know, the, the first time, even before council, you know, I, I always know, knew that I wanted to be on, on city council at one point. I actually thought, you know, when I was growing up, councilmen were, were these older stately gentlemen, you know, they're, there was their 50s, 60s, attorneys and, and oil men. Even when you go to the council chambers, if you look at the picture, it has all the former councilors on the wall. You mean across the wall, you see all these pictures of every council. And it's these guys in three-piece suits and they're old, you know, stately Wichitans, you know. And I always thought in my 30s, I was like, well, my 40s and 50s, that's when I'll get on council. Okay. You know, going through, through college, um, you know, I didn't do a lot of leadership training. I, I did things okay. in, in college. I, I competed in things in, in government. Um, yeah, I didn't join a lot of groups. It was coming out of college when I joined Leadership Wichita Falls. When I when I did through, and I don't know if you've gone through leadership or not. I have. Yes, yeah. so it's incredible. Wichita Falls. Uh, it was right when I was starting my family. Actually, it was right out of, right out of college. I was um, previous to starting my family. I enjoyed that so much, um, being one of those chosen to go through that that course. And then immediately I got on the board, and I, I knew that I had a direct impact to the community through that board. So then I learned that maybe if I got on a couple of boards, you know, I want to do community boards and let's see how I can be impactful. I found myself being good with public, um, decent public speaker. I'm not the best, but I'm a decent public speaker um, that I can be impactful. I, I enjoyed that. I, at one point I was on two or three boards at the same time. And I, I loved uh, for me, idle time. I just don't like a lot of idle time. Uh, when it, it's time for me to shut it down at night, I shut it down. You can ask Marissa, I put my little yeah. head on the pillow. You can count to five and I'm done. I'm out. Um, once I shut my brain off, but during the day I, I have to fill my time. Um, and I so, yeah. So when, when did you recognize that in your life? Like even take us back to your early childhood. Like, have you always needed that kind of overstimulation, so to say? I, I don't know if through my childhood, not, I was, I was always the, uh, we were talking about this with my kids uh, yesterday, you know, they, my youngest is kind of the class clown. He's, he's okay. kind of hyper rambunctious. You love him. Everybody loves him. And everybody in my family says that was you. Okay. That, that is you. My youngest name's Court and he's Court is an incredible kid. That kid is awesome. And I love him 100%. He's got a lot of energy and he's just funny. He likes being funny. He likes the attention. I think that's how it started for me was in high school. You know, I think even now teachers and people that I went to high school with are still in disbelief that mm. <laughs> I'm the mayor. I mean, I get it to this day. They're just like, I, I still cannot believe that you're the mayor of Wichita Falls. I was like, well, people grow up. Although I there am, you go. I pride myself on being the exact same person I was before. I didn't want to be this mayor that all of a sudden you become mayor and then you're a little more stiff and uh, you do things different. Although you have to do things different. And, you know, I am the public eye. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, it's I'm the same Stephen. I'm the same Stephen from high school to college. Um, but even in high school, I, I was just, I was, I did a lot of athletics. You know, you okay. play, when you go to Holiday High School, Hero for Life, so all my hero people out there. Uh oh. You you play everything. You play basketball, baseball, football, track. Yeah. That's how you kept your time. In college, you know, I was social. Um, I've always been good. Uh, you know, I, I knew I was going to be a good speaker. But I was, it came from my father. You know, my father was okay. be well spoken. Ah, uh, you know, I so love that. Be well spoken. It, it, be well spoken is is. Is something that I, I even tell my children right now. You know, I correct them all the time in their English. 
And a lot of people don't like that, but I was like, for me, if, if it was something, you know, going through school, I wanted to take the speech classes, make sure I did well in speech. But if you're ever thinking you're ever going to be in a leadership position or even interviewing, you yeah. know, being well-spoken, it's one that, you know, the words come out of your mouth. That's the first thing they hear. Um, people want to see that you're well-spoken. If I'm going to represent the community like I do now, you need to be well-spoken. You need to, yeah. you know, and I always wasn't polished. I, I actually looked at some of the first videos that you did of me, um, you know, it, it takes about a year for you not to see the camera. I was trying to explain that to okay. someone, that you know that camera's on you and you feel that lens. Yes. I, I I wasn't very good in five years ago. My commercials that you filmed, although you did well, you you did your job. Um, I've learned a lot I, since then too. You know, yeah. as, as much as charisma I have and, and charismatic that I am, you used to you know five years ago you put a camera on me and it, it sucks the life out of you because you just all you feel is that lens and then you you have to speak. Um, yeah, you know, but for me, you know, going all the way back to my college days, I, I kind of knew that I wanted to be in some sort of leader position. It took those community boards for me to realize that I wanted to be on council. And then it really, as soon as I talked to the previous counselor that I took his place, um, you know, he said, you'd be fantastic at it. I still had a lot of doubts. I had a lot of doubts because, you know, government, not everybody likes government. Uh, right. Not it's polarizing. Likes, it's very, very polarizing these days. Growing up, it was not, you know. Um, right now, we're so far left and so far right on almost all our issues, and for us, we're nonpartisan. But you're still making decisions, and I, I tell all my counselors, we got to make nonpartisan decisions. But it's tough because you you grow up thinking one way or the other, and then as you grow up, you you know you formalize your own politics, but you try not to translate that into city stuff. I mean, that's it's tough not to do, um, but it, I think it's incumbent upon us to do that. Did your father start your your business, or did you start it? So the, the first business was WS Construction, and okay. uh, that was started by my father. So that's the really the main highway construction. And then okay. Lone Star Highway Products is where we sell products, and then we also do commercial construction. I started that by myself. Okay. Um, so I do both of those. And then I, I bought another company that, that pumps concrete. So we have another co company that, that we run that, that actually pumps concrete. So it's a service company. Yeah. Uh, those are the three main companies that we have. Lots of traveling you've done over your life. Where's one of the most memorable places that you've been to uh you know the, the very first job my dad sent me to so i, I got out of college uh doing my master's degree and going through those courses and i always worked summers for TechDot. and then once i got out and i actually owned a restaurant with a friend so i was doing the restaurant thing and then we ended up selling it and i told my dad i was like i think i want to take a stab at this uh, construction and he said all right so he sends me to dalhart which is actually north of dalhart and I just bought this brand new vehicle out of college. You know, I'm getting paid. So, I'm like, of course, I do the dumbest thing possible. I, I buy a new vehicle. And he sends me up there to run this job. And it was during a, uh, like, a grasshopper infestation. Oh, no. <laughs> and then also, it was the first time that I ever uh, hit a pheasant. And I, I remember <sighs> I was only up there two days. And there was a million grasshoppers everywhere. And I hit this pheasant with my new car. And it was super cold. You know, as you get further north of the Panhandle, it's, it's freezing cold up there. And it made me really think, I think he did that on purpose, you know, sitting there you up, go. Like, if you can survive this, yeah. you can make it construction. But for me, it's, it's the entrepreneurial spirit. I, I really enjoy, I really, truthfully, a lot of people think, but you enjoy making money. It's not, I enjoy employing people. Um, I like, I like helping families and being able to, you know, employ upwards of 80 to hundred people. You know, that's a 80 to hundred families that you, you're possibly feeding, helping feed and, and providing for. So I, I really enjoy that, that part of it. And then the challenge, it keeps me busy. Yeah, something new every single day, um, but a lot of windshield time. I'm telling you right now, um, and I, I, 
I always thought I would at some point kind of really pull myself out of my vehicle and just sit in my office as much as I could. But it's just not me. It's not it's the not road great. calls. Uh, the road calls, and I, I yeah. enjoy. It. I, I actually get, get kind of anxious if I'm not out there traveling doing my thing. And is that how you you've talked several times about your father and what an inspiration he has been? Was that how he was? Was he on the road a lot growing up? Absolutely. Uh, we come from a long line of of overworkers. I mean, we just work so hard. I think mm-hmm. it's just bred into us. But my sisters are the same way. Uh, my aunt's the same way. But my dad, he did a lot of traveling time. He he started in the oil field uh, when I was younger, so he was always in West Texas a lot. Um, you know, he was always there for us constantly, but I, he worked hard. Yeah. Did a lot of traveling. And then, of course, when we first started the company, um, you know, he was that guy doing the traveling. And at one point when I came on board, he basically said, I'm not going to do any traveling anymore. You're the guy. There you and go. It didn't bug it, tell you the truth. I mean, I could, it still doesn't bug me a lot. It, it's a lot more difficult when you get older. Uh, when I was young, I just kick on the radio. You know, I could travel to Midland, Odessa, Big Spring, Abilene, come back to Wichita Falls at 9 30, 10 o'clock at night and just do that loop three or four times. And it didn't bother me. Now I hit, I hit these little shorter runs and I, about every two hours I got to pull over. It, it's sad to say that I have to stretch. Or, yes, you know, I get yes, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I still love it. I don't know why. Even today at four o'clock, I, had had a little about a little bit of time before I had to hit another Zoom meeting. Actually, I was Zoom meeting and traveling, and um, you know I ended up taking a little trip out to you know basically uh, south of Henrietta to a job we have out there. Yeah, I just you know my day wasn't over, so I, I feel it with going somewhere. You like to do? Um, do you like to read? Do you listen to Audible books? Uh, what what do you, when you're on the road? What are you listening to? You I mean, know, it's, pr- it's, it's well when I'm on the road. I wish people could see my cell phone. Um, blowing up just it's just i'm catching up i'm better off working through my pickup than being at the office um i get a lot of phone calls in i just do ton of ton of phone calls i probably i mean heck i'll show i mean yeah i bet it's i'll show the i'll show the uh viewing audience of today so this is it's gonna be too bright it'll probably be too bright yeah it's it's, it's scrolling I, i can tell you i'm scrolling i'm scrolling i'm scrolling i'm scrolling we're probably 100 and 50 phone calls. I mean, oh my gosh, it's, but it's just, they're necessary. And they're yeah, necessary. sure. Um, and then a lot of zoom meetings uh, it's right, right now, the COVID is horrible, but it has allowed me to, to squeeze in a lot more meetings because I can travel and still do these meetings and, and, and speak, you know, over the phone, sometimes pull over where I'm at and able to do a lot more business. Um, but for me, I, you know, I'm not a huge, I like facts, you know, uh, facts. Uh-oh. I'm a big trivia guy. Uh Oh, uh, that stuff I just eat up. I, I've never liked, uh, you know, fiction books. Um, you know, really when I decompress, it's, it's, I come home, you know, we eat dinner, hang out. And then I decompress, I, you know, I watch whatever junk series there is that I can just kind of get in my brain until I get sleepy. Yes. Uh, best way to decompress, but never been a huge, you know, I don't read a, a ton of books uh, in the sense that I, I, I like, if I'm going to read a book, I, I feel my, I fill my brain with fat books. Um, What's, to, to drop hit us with one and and what, what we happen to be in um there's there, i got a million in here i just pull one out yeah let's see what we got here so this is the other book uh, okay perfectly useless information and, it's <laughs> and, and, it, and it is i have no idea why but i just i love them and i've got i don't know i probably got two dozen of these books what okay i've never heard of these okay <laughs> But they're, they're literally, I mean, when I say perfectly useless information, it's stuff that you would never, ever care about. All right, hit us with a couple. All right, okay, I'll just open it up here. 
Uh, people jailed for tax evasion. Al Capone went to tax, went to jail for 11 years. Um, Sophia Loren, Chuck Berry went to jail for tax evasion. Alan Klein, Peter Max, Leona Helmsley. I don't know why I care. But you just love those little. Do you, do you like to drop them on people? Like when you guys get together What's for dinner? What's awesome is, is when somebody starts talking about a subject and you know this little tidbit, some little fact, and like, wait, did you know that uh, Yeah, you know, this guy went to, you know, Al Capone went to jail for 11 years for tax evasion, not for yeah. the murder and everything else. That's good to just drop those randomly in conversations with people. Now, I like that. I love the Trivial Pursuit stuff like that. But I, I always tell when I, when I speak to kids, I speak to school age kids a lot. And uh, I always tell them, feed your brain. I, I don't mm. care what it is. This is what interests me. Yeah. You know, I understand there's the required reading, um, and I understand there's video games, but feed your brain every day and, and literally uh, just find something to interest you. For, for some reason, for years and years, this I, I get one of these books for Christmas or one of these books for my birthday every year, um, and it's just what interests me. But it, it, it keeps the juices flowing, you know? And, and yeah. If you find it interesting, I, I tell school-age kids all the time, you got to feed your brain. It, Books, school books are one thing, and I know they're boring. I'll just like, man, go to a bookstore and find something that's cool. My, yeah. my son right now is big into cars. Okay. Uh, loves books about cars, videos about cars, magazines about cars. I don't stop him. Yeah. Because he loves it. And he learns, I mean, he could tell you in the 1969 Camaro, it's a 352 and blah, blah. I mean, he knows so many facts about cars. I'm like, I'll never stop him. If cars is your thing, then just feed your brain with car information. Feed your brain. I love feed that. Your brain every day. I like to, when I'm talking with people, just write down little things. And I wrote that down as well. That That's good. So the future, let, let's kind of look into the future a little bit. Um, we just got the new um, school bond went through for Wichita Falls. So we're going to be getting the high schools are going to be built. So that's exciting. Um, obviously, COVID is going to be a massive issue for the next who knows? A couple of years. I saw we Pfizer just came out with uh, it looks like a vaccine that's getting high, ninety nine percent accuracy or something like this. I'm sure you guys have talked about that. So, um, where what do you see for 2021 and beyond Wichita Falls? What's exciting you? You know, the schools is huge. I mean, uh, people don't realize it's it's for me. I'm a big economic development guy. You know, part of this position. Is, is helping try to develop the city economically. Um, we finish second place a lot of times or third place a lot of times because of our school system. And right now there's a lot of people out there probably, you know, wanting to smash their, their phone or their computer watching this, thinking that I voted that down. But I, I'm, I'm a will of the people guy, you know, 50% plus one. If, if that's the will of the people, then that's the direction we need to go. And whatever it is that we need to, you know, we need to kick in for, for our kids. I mean, for me, it was much needed. So that's exciting for 2021. I'm also excited that, you know, I, I believe, I don't know if we'll ever have COVID behind us. You're right. You know, the vaccine, right. I know okay. the things that we learn. I know that it starts becoming some normalcy, you know, the mask wearing and how we do meetings and, and, you know, in this interview, I'd love to be in your studio, but I'm, I'm, I have to do this through, through this app. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm excited in the sense that normalcy is coming. You know, I, I think we all got the punch in the gut and the, the breath got knocked out of us. The wind got knocked out of us. But at some point, you know, as citizens, we're going to take a deep breath back in. And then we're going to, you know, steady our feet, stay steady focused, you know, yeah. for you. Um, we're going to steady our feet and then we're going to press forward. Um, for me, I, that's why, I, you know, this last election meant so much to me because it means I could finish what I started because so many good things are happening in Wichita Falls. I mean, it's just all around you. 
Um, we did hit pause. I mean, COVID made us hit the pause button, but we're going to hit play again. I mean, once we hit play again, uh, you know, it's it's gangbusters for Wichita Falls. I mean, we are we are just primed and ready for so many good things happening, and it just shows. Um, you know, with the school bond, you know, for, for years and years, you know, those bonds got, got voted down. They kept getting voted down. And now all of a sudden we have two new schools that are going to be built. Um, that's a wonderful positivity for the positivity for the city of Wichita Falls. Downtown development is still going good. We have some, I'm trying to get more and more people go down there because they are struggling through COVID. Right. Um, but it's just been, it's been so huge. It's just been a great thing. Um, the trails are about to be fixed. You know, all our houses are, so many houses being built. You know, yes. Shepard's still firing all cylinders. We still got young airmen going through there. We got pilots being trained all the time. Um, so 2021, I wanted to be where the, the end of 20. I mean, 20 was going good. The end of 20 really was a was a downer. You know, I, I think once we get through Christmas and, and January 1st, we're just. I mean, for me, uh, it's gonna be tough to knock this smile off this face and, and, and not press forward because uh, we have so many good things in Wichita Falls, and I don't think COVID is gonna stop us. Yeah. Um, and I don't think any of the more negativity things, school bond was a huge deal. And we got other big things coming on in the horizon. I just want to make sure that, you know, citizens get on board with all this stuff because it's just so, too many good things not to be smiling about. Yeah. You know, we can always focus on the bad things. Um, a lot of people, and you, you will have people in your life, people on social media, people around you, family members. That's all they can talk about is the negativity. I listen to it, but, you know, truly, you know, all the positive things we have in Wichita Falls, that's what I want to stand on top of. That's what I want to push forward with. Cause it's just good stuff all around it really is. Man. I'm, I'm glad you are in the position you're in right now. And uh, congratulations again. If there's anybody in the chat, if you guys want to have any questions for Steven at this time, please, you know, comment, let us know. Otherwise uh, you can, if you guys are watching this back or you want to share to let somebody know about this, you can listen to it on Spotify or iTunes or steadyfocused.com slash 89. So there's a lot of ways to watch this. And Stephen, you can check him out on Facebook or uh, catch him at any of the city council meetings. Let him know your thoughts. Stephen, that's that's what I've got right now, man. I'm just going to open the floor up to you. Any final thoughts, anything else you'd want to say or send out there, man? Well, for me, I want to thank you for having me on. I you know, I've, I've known you a while and I've known some of the struggles you've gone through, some of the same struggles I've gone through. And you talk about me being a positive person. Uh, you know, we've talked. We've actually had some pretty in-depth talks about, you know, life and and uh, where life's taken us and stress. And, um, man, to watch you grow, it's been incredible. You know, I, I don't know. I don't think I've ever told you, but even uh, when you were filming your workouts mm. and something like that, you don't realize it, it can be inspirational to just one person. And if it's just one. But it's inspirational to, to see that, to see you work hard through something, you know, put your mind on something. Uh, and you hit it hard, brother. I mean, it, mm. it was nice to see, um, yeah. to, to see you grow in your professional career. Um, it's been nice to see, you know, you're, you're one of these bright, shining stars, a beacon in our community. I don't know if enough people tell you that, but you are. Um, you know, you touch lives, you don't even know it. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's one of those incredible things about you is, is you, you just this, doing steady focused and staying with it and all the great things you have around you. I mean, it's just it's just good to know you, and it's good to have you as a friend, and I'm, I'm really glad that we had this, finally had this opportunity to do this. Me too. Um, because it's, it's been great knowing you, and I, I know we're going to have a long-lasting friendship. And I know if not enough people tell you, I mean, I, I'm going to want to tell you, you are inspirational to a lot of people. You really okay. are. And just keep spewing out the good stuff, man, and, and good things are going to happen. Amen. 
So I'm going to keep all that and I'm going to, I'm going to go rewatch that in a minute. So outside of that, it, it, what, what do you have to say for everyone? Thank you. So Steven, that really, that, uh, thank you, dude, that tremendously means a whole lot. I'm like, I got goosebumps it and uh, thank you. Now, uh, final thoughts for the rest of the world. Rest of the world for, for all the citizens of Wichita Falls and everybody watching. Uh, positivity breeds positivity. Negativity is cancerous. I can't thank the citizens of Wichita Falls enough for another three years. Uh, it means everything to me. It, it truly does. I, I love Wichita Falls on my heart. I really do. Uh, the only one promise, I only made one promise, and that was I was going to work as hard as I could each and every day. And I feel that I'm doing that. So I, I just I haven't had an opportunity really to thank the citizens back. Uh, for allowing me for another three years. Um, but just, you know, keep your heads up through COVID. If I, I say it a thousand times, you know, positivity breeds positivity. Every time you get that negative feeling, don't let it get you down. Don't let it get Wichita Falls down. I mean, tornadoes didn't knock us down. Droughts and floods didn't do it either. Uh, we got a lot of good things ahead of us. So I want to thank everybody out there. And thank you again, Simeon. Well, there you go, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in with us. Those of you who are watching the live stream, again, you can watch this playback steadyfocused.com slash 89 or spotify or itunes youtube we've got a lot of channels where you can check it out i'm very thankful for steven coming on and sharing some of his very limited time with us to answer some questions again if you have any questions for him check him out on facebook city council of wichita falls or uh anywhere you're seeing this leave a comment and tag him but um, there you go, guys. Really excited. Next week is going to be Black Friday. We're bringing on Mr. Mike Badalino. He's going to have his uh, round two with Steady Focused. I'm very excited about that. Um, catching up with him. You know, we've done a lot of stuff with him over the last several weeks and uh, months. And uh, so catch up with him. But, guys, from the bottom of my heart, thank you, Stephen. Thank you. And until next time, I'm your host. I'm your number one, Mr. Simeon Hendricks. And this is... Steady focused.